Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Expansion Pack podcast, where we download this week's gaming news, and you already know we bring it straight to you. I'm your host, Danzel, aka Black Eyes, joined by my co-host each and every week. Starting off to my right-hand side over here, we got Manny, aka Goopmaster Flex. What's going on, bro? You're low, stay gooping. Stay gooping. Let me get a fit check today, yo. You ain't got you ain't got no gaming shirts on? Nah. I mean, I won't be the show came out, so I got okay. All right, Saint Louis Cardinals on. Staying on brand, I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> All right, we got my man down low, Chris, aka May twenty fifth. Let me get a fit check for you, yo. What's going on here? We got the we got the glasses. Bro, got you the, know what it is already. We got you, the May twenty fifth in. You already know. If it ain't a hoodie, it gotta be a beater. If it ain't a beater, it's a hoodie. You know what it is, Mike. Okay. <laughs> Y'all All know right. I'm I'm a very simple person. <laughs> if it ain't a hoodie, you know what's goody. Ooh. Get that on the back of a hoodie, guys. Get that on the back God of a hoodie. Damn right. That is nice. <laughs> I like that shit. Yes. Oh, boy. All right, guys. Well, we're here. You know how we do each week. We're here to talk about some games. Um, got a, a actually a number of announcements this week, but, you know, we're going to try to try to keep it concise here because there's a lot to talk about. Um, you know, we're talking about the new Max Payne remake. Pretty excited about that. And then uh, Unreal Engine 5 had a, well, Un- Epic had a showcase for Unreal Engine 5. They talked about a lot of different uh, partners that they're going to be having, some new features within the engine. So, you know, uh, that's that's going to be the main stuff we're going to talk about for this episode. But, Chris, you already know what it is, man. I'm going to have you start us off with the icebreaker. All right, people. Short and sweet, nice and simple this week. What is... um your favorite ending to any video game, right? Um, it's funny, this question, we just came up with it a second ago, and I was saying to them how it really kind of brought to light how many games did not give me a good ending. Um, yeah, let's keep it positive and, and, and focus on the, the good ones, you know? So for me, I kind of have a two-part answer. The first part, the first answer is really quick. I really, really, really enjoyed the ending to Beyond Two Souls. That's one of my favorite endings ever. Like, I love that one a lot. It, to me, that one was like the cherry on top. It, it made the game for me. Um, but my actual answer, left field, um, it has to be probably the Walking Dead game. Remember the Telltale one, the first one? With oh, Lee and, oh my God, bruh. That one, that, put a tear that, in my head. Bruh, at the ending, right? You know what it caught me? It's when he's 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 handcuffed to the heater, right? And mm-hmm. he's trying to tell her to shoot him, and she's like, Lee! and I was like, <laughs> "Stop! You're gonna make me cry." Because <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of Lion King, almost in a sense, when um you know Mufasa died, and he's trying to wake him up. Whenever I see shit like that, I don't know why it fucks me up. Even mm-hmm. in the Pokemon movie, when Pikachu thought Ash died, and he was like. <laughs> 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 Shit like that be fucking me up. So when when this little girl got told she had to shoot this man that's been just like having her back and holding her down, pretty much being a pseudo dad the entire time, and you got put him down. I don't know, just the way she said Lee, I was like, damn, yo, that's rough. But it was in true Walking Dead fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, what's Walking Dead? The whole idea about Walking Dead is you're not going to get a good choice and a bad choice. You're going to get a bad choice and then another bad choice. And you got to make a decision somewhere in the middle. That is the Walking Dead, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I really, really enjoyed that. That's one ending that, like, stayed with me for a long time now, man. I have played through that game at least three, four, five times. 
Um, I still hate Benji every single time, but I always try to get a different playthrough, and that ending got me. Not only that, but the way they did that, it it I was instantly ready for part two, bro, because I was like, bro, this little girl just shot this man, and she's out here alone kind of shit? Yeah, what the fuck are they doing in this second? <laughs> bro, this story was a... This was great. Yeah, I wish they would have did this on TV. This was really good. Um, yeah, that's my answer for sure. That Walking Dead game, A one, A one classic. That's like a, that's a top five ending right there for sure. Mm-hmm. All yeah, time. man. Okay. Oh, that was good. All right, Manny, what's what you got, man? Yeah, I mean it's hard to choose. There's like a couple of them that like I liked, but like it, it's hard. To, it's hard to pick a number one because there's like a lot of good games, but. Uh, I would just say I'll say the two just because you know Chris said two, so I, it has to be fair. Um, the first one is I really enjoyed that nigga from Charter Four. You know the way they close out Nathan Drake and his whole franchise of the four games. Man, like just the way the whole ending was when you had that. I think it was like a sword fight. Damn, how I forget the ending. And we're talking about their favorite ending. But I think it was having the sword fight with this dude, and they were fucking making out shit. So like that that one was a good one. But like another one was Metal Gear Solid Three. That was hard. I you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I should say no because you haven't got to. No, no, that one you can spoil. It's fine. That's fine. <laughs> no, but That's like, fine. just like the whole overall story, just like, you know, you're going out and stopping the KGBA kind of stuff. And then, like, in the end, when you got to defeat, you're basically a mentor. And just the way, like, the whole story unveiled itself, whereas, like, your mentor was actually. A double op, you know what I'm saying? Like, she left your side to go to their side, but for your side, you know what I'm saying? Like, so she defected, but didn't tell him that he she defected just to, like, spy on them for us kind of thing. And it was just, like, the whole thing was just crazy. because like double twist. The double twist. And just, I, I just feel like, overall, the whole game itself was just, like, a masterpiece. Okay, okay. Said the double op, bro. Maybe double op. <laughs> she said, "I'm leaving you for them," but in reality, she's with them for you. you? <laughs> the Itachi story, bro. Oh man. Well, uh, <laughs> since you both had two, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have two as well. Although they stay within the same franchise, uh, mm-hmm. Chris, I'm sure you, you probably may have an inkling as to what I'm gonna say, but uh, I gotta go to Bioshock. It's, uh-huh. it's a game game that I talked about. On here a, a lot of times, a number of times. Uh, I would say the, the very first Bioshock easily had one of the best endings slash twist in gaming history, right? I think I think it's highly regarded as one of those games. <clears throat> but that's not going to be my main pick. It's going to be from Bioshock Infinite. And the reason why I love I'm not going to spoil it. So, uh, you know, don't worry about it. If you guys know, because you're watching, if you play those games and you know the, the twists and the endings, then then you'll understand why it's absolutely amazing. But the ending of Infinite just did such a insane job of tying all the other things that happened in Bioshock 1 and 2 and Infinite together. And it was just, like, really satisfying to see all that stuff, you know, play out on the screen and... um I don't know, like I, I like there's not really many moments in gaming where I like I finish the game and my jaw is still like on the floor. I honestly, you know, not to get negative about it, but like Chris mentioned, like a lot of the times most endings are disappointing or at least just mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Bioshock one and infinite both lasting impressions on me. Like I I still remember like to the T the details of what happens at the end of the game. So yeah. 
Those are my picks. I'm interested that she said infinite because I've heard numerous people say that about the first one. But I think that's the first time I've ever heard somebody give Infinite that kind of love. I, think. I, I heard the Infinite ending was great. I never, like, beat Infinite, but, like, yeah, that's what I've heard, too. Inf- Infinite just, there's, like, there are these moments, <clears throat> and it, especially if you are a fan of the franchise and you play them all, which I, I, I guess I'm not really sure why you wouldn't play Infinite or why you wouldn't play the other ones if you played Infinite, but whatever. Um, it's just, like, as you go through Infinite, it's, like, I guess they the way they, like, marketing it it was like it's not really a sequel but it is a sequel and as you play the game like you you kind of feel like well i see why this is a bioshock game but i don't really see why it's a bioshock game and then the ending happens and you're like oh and that's that's what makes it like hit even harder for me so mm-hmm. chris i know it's a game you're gonna love so you gotta you gotta get there at some point yeah I know. is that the only bioshock you ever played he hasn't played any of them Oh, I, no, I started part one. I just never got far in it. Yeah, I played part one, and I got to a certain point. Like, well, it's not that I got to a certain point and stopped playing. It's just that what happened was I was playing on my brother's PlayStation Four at the time, and I think like he sold that PlayStation, and at the time they didn't have cloud save, so mm. I was like, "Rip." Game Pass, yo. Let people mm-hmm. play it. Let the people Ooh. see the greatness. Yeah, for real. Still waiting for that fourth one to come out. We'll see what happens there. Put that in UE5. Mm. We'll see, in. hopefully, this year on E3. Oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> oh that was that. cheeky. No, Don't that was do cheeky. that. That was horrible. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Well, Chris, good icebreaker as always. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about some games like we do. So, so the first thing we got... Um, as we mentioned beforehand, is uh, we're getting a new Max Payne, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we're getting, let me, let me rephrase that. We're getting a remake of Max Payne 1 and 2. Um, so, this I don't know. For me, this, this news seems a little weird, at least the way it's structured to me. But, alas, Remedy and Rockstar have announced that they will be partnering together to remake Max Payne 1 and 2. And they'll be mm-hmm. basically rolling them into one game. Um, I don't know. I just I, it's super random, but whatever. Uh, I think Remedy made the made the first two games themselves, yeah. but I think eventually Rockstar uh, grabbed the rights to them, so they made. I think Rockstar made the third one, so mm-hmm. it seems fitting that they would you know kind of partner together. My first question though is, what the hell does this mean for uh for my boys um Alan Wake? Like, when is that? When is that? I'm assuming Alan Wake's got to come out first, right? But yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just intriguing. But uh, just to read off a little little snippet here from the press release, um, says we are thrilled when our longtime friends at Remedy announced, or sorry, approached us about making or remaking the original Max Payne games. Said founder Sam Hauser, we are massive fans of the work the Remedy team has created over the years, and we can't wait to play these new versions. So apparently, um, they're going to be making. Let me just make sure I'm I'm getting this right before I say it. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yep. Okay. So they're going to be using the same engine that they've planned to use for Alan Wake Two and the one that they've used for Control. Uh, so graphically, you know, this is going to come correct. Like mm-hmm. the, the the trailer that we saw from Alan Wake Two looks amazing graphically, and Control's a, a pretty impressive game graphically as well. Um, especially like the physics of the game is fantastic. So. Yeah. 
seeing like the combat and the physics translate <laughs> over to the world of Max Payne, like with the bullet time stuff and, and how, how all that's going to shake out. Definitely very, very excited about that. Um, Manny, you played Max Payne, right? You yeah. The OG ones? Okay. Uh, what do you think about this? No, it's like, you know, like you mentioned, it's very exciting, especially for the simple fact that it is being done by Remedy. So, like, you don't have to worry about getting a half-ass remaster, like, from uh, the trilogy that we got from <laughs> Rockstar. So, um, once I saw that Remedy was the one working on it, I was excited. So, I can't wait to see, you know, a trailer sign eventually, see how it looks like. I'm sure it's going to be great, especially since, you know, the last two projects, you know, the future of Alan Wake 2, as well as... Uh, control they look amazing and play amazing because i played a little bit of control as well so i can't wait to see how that translates into a max Payne remake especially since you said they're gonna squish the both games into one so that you don't have to worry about you know buying two packages mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um well chris what do, what do you think man i mean have you ever played max Payne yourself man max Payne. i think this is so this is big news to me um I've played them loosely, I would say. Like, I, I never really beat one myself. Here's how it worked. My brother, when we were younger, was heavily into Max Payne. So I would play a little bit, but I spent probably most of my time just watching him do his playthrough. Because um, the story was crazy. And back then, like, shooting games and stuff like that, I played them a little bit, but they weren't really my thing. Um, but, like, I remember sitting there watching this dude. I watched him play, I think, all three of them. And... It's like a movie if you're just somebody kind of like sitting on the sideline just watching it all. And oh man, I just think about how this, again, the visuals are going to be stunning. We're not going to have to question that at all. Um, but I, I've said it many times, man. I think Max Payne was ahead of its time. I don't think that game was ready for the time it came out in, man, because it, it, it couldn't have been done justice the way it kind of needed to, especially on the psychological standpoint. People don't understand that game is a really big on max kind of digging through his own brain and his own memories and mind and shit in order to kind of piece together what the fuck's happening like it's a huge psychological component to the game which i guess is kind of a theme with remedy in general mm-hmm. um like i don't know if you remember these parts where like he would have to go through these like trails and they like it was like a bloodline yeah. trail or whatever it was in black and white uh, i think i remember it being very dark and like a lot of red I don't know if I remember. I, I remember the bloodlines being red, but I feel like everything around it was either black and white or gray. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was just, <laughs> you could tell he was in his own mind or whatever, right? And um, I remember stuff like that. It, it looked cool back then, but, you know, it's old school. Them doing those kind of things now is going to look crazy. Mm-hmm. The bullet time stuff is probably going to look crazy. Excuse me. Let's give Max Payne some flowers. Bullet time isn't like everything. I don't care what nobody says. They made that shit hot. They, if you didn't know, Max Payne is with all that slow bullshit you like in video games. Max Payne, you better get them motherfuckers their flowers, man. You got to. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm really, really excited. I'm also happy that they're condensing it into two games because mm-hmm. that's the one knock I had on the first two is that sometimes they get very drawn out. Um, the portions of him going through his own minds can get lengthy. If you don't beat them with the first try, yeah. Um, so hopefully they shave off some of that stuff and they really just take the best parts of both games and kind of smush them together. Mm-hmm. But Bri, when this come out, I'm here for this. Don't play with me. This, this is Max Payne. Oh yeah, yeah there's I a mean, reason why this shit got a movie. You know what I'm saying? You're right. You're right. And and this game is so old, right? I think the original one, looking it up now, came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. It was old. 
it is Ooh. very old. Wow, that feels weird to say that it's old. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, you're basically gonna <clears throat> allow a new generation of gamers to to get their hands on this. And obviously, you know, we talk about this all the time, but gaming, at, at least the reach of gaming back in 2001 is obviously like in a very different place now. Like, you know, there's millions and millions more gamers out in the world <clears throat> just because mm-hmm. gaming has become more mainstream and accepted and so on and so forth. So, you know, just introducing this world of Max Payne into, you know, like I said, a new generation of gamers is going to be really cool to see. And like, hopefully, you know, either Remedy or Rockstar or whomever can like <coughs> spread that success out a little bit longer. I mean, hopefully we get a remake of Max Payne 3 and then they go on and make a 4 and, and so on and so forth. Hopefully mm-hmm. they remake that movie because I feel like that movie didn't do... <laughs> Did not do the, the thing Ooh. justice at all. I ain't seen the movie, so I Ooh. guess I'm good. <laughs> Who was it? Ludacris and uh why do I want to say Mark Wahlberg? It wasn't Mark Wahlberg. Was it Mark Wahlberg? I feel like Mark Wahlberg makes sense. Hold on now. We're gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna settle this. We're gonna figure that out. Hold on. Fuck, I can't remember who the guy who played Max Fan was. I just remember Ludacris was on it. And it was not good. <laughs> How come I didn't hear about this Max Fan? It movie? was Mark, Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Okay. Was yeah. it old movie or did it, it came out? Oh wait! Oh yeah, that's old. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I, I know video uh, game movies, but especially back then, wasn't it? Yeah, so. they were they were pretty uh, bad back then. Man. But yeah, Mark, yep. Mark Wahlberg was Max Payne. Mila Kunis was in it. Like you said, Ludacris was in it. Um, Mila Kunis, I, shit, that's weird. Go back and watch that. <laughs> go back and Simple watch. That. <laughs> Bag or major bag. No, I just that's random. Like I can't remember Mila Kunis being in that movie. So. I, I don't remember her in it either. If I'm being real, um, but you're absolutely hitting the nail on the head. They could go ahead and remake the movie too, and that'd be awesome, man. That'd be really, really cool to see them do that. Or so much honestly, what I would prefer they do because I feel like they're actually doing a really good job of, of this lately is just turn it into a TV show mm-hmm. and yeah. like spread that out. Speaking of which, that Halo TV show. We we gonna have to, we have to get to that at some point. Like we need to like really all watch it and talk about it because the first two episodes were were weird and I didn't fully know how to feel about it. But this third one, it's it's shaping up, man. It's shaping up to be a lot better. Okay, okay. I so I was hearing like people say that it's like this show is not meant for like people who played the game. It's for people who want to know about the game kind of I thing. Still, I, like, I still feel that way largely. Like they took mm-hmm. a lot of liberties with the game. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry with the with the show like it doesn't really follow the game to the T at all. Um, but I still like what they're doing. Mm. It's I don't know it's interesting, but yeah. I'll, I'll probably use that you know one free month once you know most of the episodes are out. So that makes sense. That's that smart. Sense. That is very smart. All right, but yeah, enough uh, enough Max Payne, enough Halo TV show stuff. We, we're gonna talk about the main event from this week, man. Um, something I was pretty excited about. I you know we're all. Well, at least Chris and I are big graphic whores here. Manny, I know you appreciate your <laughs> graphics, but you know, you're not not as aggressive about it as, as Chris and I, I can be. I know you do, I know you do. But remember that whole conversation we was having with Elden Ring? I completely <laughs> shot on it because I was like, Oh, the graphics look bad, da, 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 da. and you were fighting for the for the gameplay. I mean, so. but then you played. Oh, you were right. Like, you were you, know, you were a thousand percent right, my boy. A thousand percent right. <laughs> No, but you up. still ain't playing the game. <laughs> I find that very <laughs> ironic. <laughs> I'm just stuck in like I don't know why I've been hooked on Grand Theft Auto Five because I'm actually like diving into like the businesses and shit. So like I'm actually like doing what I'm supposed to do instead of grinding Kaya Perico. 
So <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> My man read Cairo Federico more than every anybody in the planet, bro. Bro, <laughs> he must have read that heist a bajillion times. Something. Just take a trip to Cairo Federico. It's an easy like it's easy one point five mil in like forty minutes. You're right. You're right. It is very easy to, to uh, go in bro. and out, get your money. Okay. I respect that. For me, with, with Grand Theft Auto, like I need to, I need to grind like for a specific reason. Like, like I got my oppressor, and that was it. I'm like, I'm good. There's nothing else that I need in this game. But whenever yeah. they come out with that next, uh, that next, yeah, hopefully, update. yeah, hopefully the Liberty City update is something. You know what I'm saying? Because like, right now it is. You know, I, I already got my I called my bunker and my CEO thing all set up, so I need something else. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, but yeah. Pivoting back over to uh, to, to the, the big topic we're really going to talk about is Unreal Engine 5. So Epic had a, a you know nice little showcase uh, talking about the release of official release of the engine. Um, and they, they sprinkled a lot of random little things in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing that I, I really want to talk about, because, you know, we, we've, we've seen enough about Unreal Engine 5 at this point. We saw the Matrix tech demo. You know, we saw some some other tech demos before the next gen consoles really released. Um, so honestly, in my mind, I thought that Unreal Engine 5 was already out. So to see that they had like officially released it this week was funny to me. Um, you know, obviously they they had certain partners that they had been working with. Like we've seen um Hellblade 2, that's that's running an Unreal Engine 5 and whatnot. So they they have like a select, you know, key partners that are already fully well into development on Unreal Engine 5 stuff. But to see them unveil this whole suite. It's very interesting. You know, we don't really get into too much of like game development stuff on here, but I feel like this Unreal Engine thing is is big enough that it really matters for us and what we really want to talk about. Um, I think the biggest thing that they they announced for me from a development side was the fact that you could like scan in any real world object. Like if I wanted to scan in this AirPod case or whatever, like I could just pull out my phone, um, scan it into, you know, into my phone and then just put it into a game and they said for free essentially right it's it's a part of the the, the suite of tools and i just feel like this the type of stuff that that can do for game development long term is just insane like they're that the term that they use is like they're democratizing you know game development with these tools and whatnot which i i have to say like it makes a lot of sense for these tools to be free for you to have like the metahuman creator to be able to to create like a very realistic person and throw them in the game um to mm-hmm. be able to scan in whatever i am and is that you wanted like like i think in the tech demo they showed that someone scanned in a chair and just put it into the world you know for like an ambiance sake um all that stuff just looks really fucking amazing and like i don't know man like it's it, it's always it's always crazy to me to see how far game development has come in relation to graphics and how realistic we're making things look uh, so yeah, I mean, before I keep going, cause I can go on and on about this, mm-hmm. Chris, you know, I, uh, we talked about you being a, another graphic <laughs> snob like me. So yeah, what man. do you think about what you saw? Man, you know, how I talk about hair and teeth and shit. I always talk about that constantly. That's my one talking point when it comes to video and water in video games. I always talk about that. Um, there's nothing really bad to say here, man. Like this entire presentation was cool. It's a little bit more uh, hands-on than I expected it to be. It seems a lot more user-friendly than I expected it to be. Um, like I, I just got to keep it a stack, man. As soon as I saw the Matrix thing from a couple months ago, 
I'm still blown away by that. Still today, still blown away by it. Just by how Neo's hair looked in that damn trailer, and I said they done done it. <laughs> they done done it. Oh. Because I remember watching it, and I didn't know that it was a graphic version of Neo until, like, maybe 10, 15 seconds into the trailer. And I was like, oh, shit, that's, oh, oh, damn, they got good. So, and again, this kind of ties into the whole thing I said, like, a couple episodes way back where I was like, you know, we have these new consoles right now, but I I don't even think we've scratched the surface yet on what they're going to give us. Like, we, we, we barely dipped our toe in the ice or in the water type of thing. And now that we're getting, you know, the UE5, and now we've had, a you know, a couple, about a year and a half now-ish of sitting with the console and, you know, COVID starting to reel back in a little bit. And so people are not so confined at home. It seems like now, next couple of years, we're going to really start saying what these consoles can do. And this is like one of the first steps, man. And, uh, mm-hmm. Shit, man, I'm going to be real. I, I, I'm about to try to get me one of the monitors next year if I can help it because I can't keep sitting here letting motherfuckers just pass me by while all this crazy shit is being constructed for our visual purposes. You think I'm about to sit here in this 60 FPS forever? Nah, we living a new lifestyle now, baby. I'm coming for it. I want to see what that's going to look like, and uh, I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. I hope almost every... <laughs> dev team decides to take advantage of it and and um yeah i can't wait to see what some of the people who actually use it for themselves decide to come up with too i think somebody out there somewhere is gonna get a hit out of nowhere by making some random game and then now boom you're a dev <laughs> yeah bro yeah. you're a dev now. <laughs> mm-hmm. i think that's the thing that, that that's <laughs> also got me really excited too is like the at least the way they portrayed it on screen <clears throat> you know in in the whole keynote like the ease of use of the tools and also like some of the uh, like the templates that they have. So they announced something called uh, Project Lyra and it was like a, basically like this multiplayer arena shooter template that anybody could download and like alter and make it their own. And the way they were showing like how easy it was to add like a, a wall and, you know, add weapons and do this and do that. And they already had AI that was able to like kill the presenter pretty quickly and easily, you know, like all that stuff was pre-made. And obviously I think like most AAA developers won't use that template exactly. But the fact that like me, myself, I could go download that right now and like maybe find some assets and pull together a game that's my own. That's amazing. And that that's got to cut game development down by half, I think, you know, or, or at least cut up a good chunk of it off. If you already have all these pre-made things pre-made systems in place and all you have to do is just click a couple buttons and just throw it together like i think that stuff's got to be it's got to be good for game development long term like, mm-hmm. i think we're going to get a Absolutely. lot more indie, indie developers making you know content that's different you know we all we all complain about like oh we get the you know certain games every year like all the sports games every year we get all the uh call of duties every year whatever it's more of the same well things like this will allow you know Joe Schmo sitting on his couch who wants to, who has like a really cool game idea to just go ahead and download the uh, Unreal Engine and just start making games. Like I think that's beneficial to gaming long term. Mm-hmm. But uh, but man, I want to get your take on this stuff, man. What do you think about what you've seen from the showcase? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially showing how like easy the access of use of this engine is really like is amazing. And like you said, like Joe Schmo can really like come out here with a banger and. You know, triple A title looking game off of like, you know, 
whatever he has, you know, his computer and what monitor and, you know, his creative ideas. So, like, it's just crazy to think how, like, far gaming has become where, like, even Unreal Engine, you know, how they're saying, like, you know, Unreal Engine 4 came out, like, what, eight years ago. And, like, throughout those years, we've seen how many, many games, like, not only, like, you know, big AAA users like Coalition and everything like that, but, like, even small indie users and their creative uh, projects that they came out with and how amazing they looked. And now, like, you know, Unreal Engine 5 coming out and how, like, a lot of these indie games are going to be going to the next level because of how creative these people are and, like, the ease of access Unreal Engine 5 is with the way they show it how to, like, use a lot of things. And even, like you said, with their Project Lyra, where it's like, oh, if you want to make stairs, if you want to do this like that, just put stairs down, just drag it up. You know, if you want to make a skinny, just boom, like just everything's like pretty crazy how they do it. And I really like how like easy it is, you know, got me low key wanting to use it. But like my creative ideas suck sometimes. So, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, we got to make a game, guys. Make a expansion pack, pack game. game. <laughs> We're going to have an episode on Ranger 5. <laughs> We're going to have to start screening. It's just be like, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. I- <laughs> well, are you gonna be like some side scrolling beat 'em up? Hi, yeah, hi, yeah. Oh god! But I, I also like you know like that's what I said with the whole like scanning thing. I think they also have like a scanning thing for faces and everything like that, so you can just easily scan a human face in the game and so, just okay. Like, so that's the thing I was trying to figure out because yeah, it, it makes sense that if you can scan an object, then you should be able to scan a face in. But I couldn't verify that. But if if that's real, if I if Bro. I thought they, I thought they announced it like, re, like months ago though, like it being a thing, and then we talked about it in an episode. I think we, I think we talked about the idea of being able to scan a face in, but I, I still never got confirmation on. Oh, like, so if there's you no could. confirmation. I thought, I, I thought maybe there is. Confirmed. I don't know. I just couldn't I remember find it. us talking about it. Yeah, but like, but I'm sure I'm like, if you can't scan objects, I'm sure you can scan humans. There ain't no way oh. you can just like scan objects and not be able to scan a human being. I, I think so. I think you should be able oh. to. Man, if listen. 2K doesn't use this shit, I'm gonna be pissed. Listen, 2K is I'm so mad at that fucking face scanner shit every year. <laughs> use this. Use I think it. the problem is they tailor that to like iPhones because like I had you know I had the Note 20. Yeah, I think it. somebody told me that. You know, too, the, Note, yeah. the Note 20. You know, the camera is good, but like the way they made the face scan app work, like it was so unoptimized because like they made the face scan like the face look longer than it really is and everything like that and i was so disappointed but then when i got to the iphone it's like seamless and i'm just like why you know what i'm saying i still had problems when i was using because i had i had an iphone and i also had my ipad and the camera on the ipad is basically the same i still had problems i just think they just like i could get it to work it was just like this should be so much simpler yeah. Like, it's funny because like, I always struggling, but I always get no, it. Like, I've never shot. gotten a good pull on that ever. I always get it first ever. Well, not I first always track. end up having a default and say, "Fuck it, I'm just going to use the the, the the assets," and it ends up coming out looking the same way every single year. And I'm like, "Whatever, man." Because yeah. yo, my dude used to come out looking like like somebody took a paintbrush and just went like in the middle of his face, <laughs> and then it was just the smush. That that's what my dude used to look like every single time. Horrible. Horrible, not fun. I feel like at, at at some level, you know, the more games that adopt Unreal Engine five, and if if this like meta human creator thing is really a thing where you can scan your face in, I feel like there's got to be a basis where like I don't know. Let's say Elden Ring is made in Unreal Engine five or Elden Ring two or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and obviously all these games have like a, a customize your character type of thing. I should just be able to just blanketly 
like a default it, your guy yeah like it's saved in some like unreal cloud somewhere and like every time i play a game that has unreal engine built into it i'd be like all right use that face scan and then boom like, yeah. like the ultimate customization and i think that's kind of an inevitability for like this whole metaverse concept that we're mm-hmm. pushing towards so yeah i i, I need that i need that mm-hmm. in, in my maddens in my 2ks and my fifas and my Madden used to do that too though like i remember used to have like a game face saved and like mm-hmm. the ea files and then like i don't know what happened so they just gave up on it but it was never good you know that was the thing yeah like, i need that to be top tier up to par mm-hmm. get that up to par for sure um but yeah, I mean, you know, all, all the things that we talked about with this Unreal Engine stuff, you know, it's it's very clear that developers are taking notice. Um, you know, they, there's a couple different things or a couple different partners that they announced at the showcase. You know, they they talked about the coalition working on um, their next game with Unreal Engine Five, which is obvious at this point. That's all, you know, like Gears of War has always mm-hmm. been made in Unreal Engine, so that's not particularly surprising. But they they showed off like a a whole litany of people, like a good chunk of people from the Xbox team, like Obsidian, um, if I can remember correctly. I don't, I don't remember if Playground Games was on there, but they showed a, a number of different studios, mm-hmm. and then even some more announcements within the showcase. So the next uh, Witcher, which I think we talked about already, but the next Witcher is going to be made in Unreal Engine Five. They, you know, had a little presentation where they talked about, you know, how easy it's going to be to to make the games and all that other stuff. Typical stuff you usually get when you have a partnership that shows up on stage. But uh, we also had an announcement of the next Tomb Raider game <clears throat> that's going to be using Unreal Engine 5. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, Crystal Dynamics has done a pretty good job of making the old games, you know, look good. Um, I think, Manny, you know, before the, the show started, you were talking about you still had to finish uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, right? Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh, Shadow, yeah. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, yeah. But I mean that that game is beautiful, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the environments that they've created. So imagine like them, you know, taking all their expertise and rolling that over to Unreal Engine five, and we get like a lifelike Laura Croft with the metahuman creator and all that stuff. Man, Ugh, I, I cannot wait for that. It's gonna be so cool. And mm-hmm. um, probably one of the other uh, this just got announced this morning. Really, is uh, Kingdom Hearts Kingdom Hearts four. We saw a trailer this morning, and that game is gonna be running on Unreal Engine five. And mm-hmm. I don't think any of these other games that we've mentioned before have ever used unreal engine in their games previously. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Tomb Raider wasn't unreal engine. Um, the Witcher, they said that they were using their own engine. They, they literally said that on stage, they were using their own engine before, and now they're converting to unreal engine five and kingdom hearts. I'm pretty sure wasn't running an unreal engine either. So to see so many different games coming out and utilizing this new technology, very exciting. You know, I think we're going to get, a lot of really beautiful next-gen games, a lot of crazy physics, you know. Um, I don't think they explicitly talk about, uh, what's it called? Oh, my God. Ray shading or ray tracing? Oh, ray tracing, yeah. Ray tracing. But the lighting effects that they did show in the showcase, even though they don't, they're not, like, ray tracing exactly, they're very, 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 very solid. Good. Very good. Like, the Lumen engine and all that stuff. So... Yeah, I was yeah, gonna man. say even like when the coalition had their little tech demo, they even showed mm-hmm. their own like variation of ray tracing, which was pretty solid. So, yeah, man, and I think the the coalition seems to have a really good relationship with Epic. Like they they obviously showcased mm-hmm. them. I think they helped them to to optimize the um, the Matrix demo. I remember them talking about that when that came out. So <clears throat> I'm especially excited to see what the coalition can 
showcase, whether it's the next Gears of War, or if they're making something else, like I really want to see them get their hands on Unreal Engine 5 and like pull out mm-hmm. a full fledged game. I think they, out of all the creators that I can think of when it comes to Unreal Engine, they like push that thing to its limits, man. So excited yeah. to see what they got. It's sad that we ain't get no E three, but like you know, I'm hoping whatever Xbox showcases, I hope we get a Gears of War six to finally end that trilogy. I need Fable too, though. I need that too. You gotta get both. We need, yeah. we need to get two two big announcements. I would be happy with. I mean, well, honestly, I still got Starfield. So I think we're gonna get a lot this year for yeah. like the showcase side of things because. Yeah, even though there's no E3, I think Microsoft's already committed to the fact that they're going to have some sort of a showcase in the summer. So They always do that, yeah. Yeah, hopefully <clears throat> we're going to see a lot of Unreal Engine 5 games and, you know, all the types of crazy stuff. But we'll see. I mean, I think I think we're getting to this point now. I think I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks back. Like, we're in this, this period now where I think we're going to be seeing more and more announcements and some of these uh, little press conferences are ramping up and whatnot, leading mm-hmm. into what would have been E3. Now, now that there is no E3, either we're going to get a lot of those announcements that we were going to get at E3 beforehand or after. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be a good thing for the industry to have these things spread apart. May not be. We'll see. But, uh, you know, of course, you know, guys, once those things get announced, we're going to be talking about it here. Um, I think this is probably a good place to leave it, though. You know, there's a couple other things that happened this week. But I think, you know, that Unreal stuff was... Uh, was big. I think it's going to yeah. really kind of pave the way for the future of gaming, uh, the things that we're going to be seeing in the next two to three years. So, mm-hmm, definitely. All right, guys. Yeah, Anything else you guys had to add before we go? Um, quick question. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think a Switch can handle a game that's made with UE5? <clears throat> Not natively. Don't have to stream it. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Fortnite? Fortnite's running on UE5. Is it? Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Okay, actually, you know what? That's a good point, though, because Unreal Engine 5, I think, is flexible enough to do... I think that's the whole point of Unreal, is that it's a flexible engine. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, you, that's a good point. I think anything could run on the Switch. It's just yeah. it, won't look, it won't look as good. It won't, yeah, it won't, it won't look like what you want it to be, but, I mean, like yeah, I said, they run. got Fortnite, so they got some. Yeah. Right. Actually, yo, I'm really glad you brought that up, Manny, because that's, that's an even more in, exciting thing to understand is, like, it's it's already out like there's already a game that's shipped with unreal engine 5 like they mm-hmm. and the, they talk about it in the showcase too like how they literally revamped the whole game so obviously fortnite was running on unreal engine 4 they said mm-hmm. that they were able to convert over to 5 without really sacrificing much of anything in way of code or any of that type of stuff so mm-hmm. hopefully we can see other games that are running on older code you know Converted over with a, a nice graphical bump. I can't really think of anything else that's like an ongoing game like Fortnite that's running on Unreal Engine Four. But yeah, um, the only thing I could probably think of is probably like, well, damn, I can't even think of. I, I had the game in my mind, but I can't think of it. But it's like it's that one life service game that's been like going off Warframe. There we go. I'm sure that game's oh, okay. probably like, I don't know. UE Four is probably you know. I don't even know. I have no idea about Warframe. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't touched Warframe, but I know people still love it. Yeah, so people love Warframe. They talk about that I, just as much as they talk about Destiny. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I I think they're so different from one another, but that's just me. I think there's the live service, like looter shooter aspect. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. 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 They're still they're still cool following, so you know. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, no doubt. Yeah, nah, Warframe got some people that fight for them, man. They're not playing. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, guys. Well, yeah, like I said, I think this is a good place to end it. Um, you know, we'll 
We'll talk to you guys next week. Make sure to check out our social media stuff. Uh, you'll see it down at the at the bottom there, all, all of our tags. Um, and then, of course, also make sure to check out the uh, podcast, um, Twitter, at Pod, the Instagram, at Pod, and then also search, up, uh, search us up on TikTok at Expansion Pack Podcast. And uh, thank you guys for watching. We'll check you guys out next week. Peace. Oh, yeah.